Gates, Tom Panos, John McGrath, Million Dollar Agent. Hi, John. Hi, Tom. How are you? Welcome back. Another week. It's like we're nearly here at Christmas time. I, I love how pumped you are for the end of the year. Most people are winding down, and it sounds like you're warming up. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, it's been a good year, and there's and I've and I've got an attitude of gratitude. I'm being grateful. It has been a good year. We've had a good year at News. I know most of the real estate agents I've dealt with have had a better year than they've had previous years. And um, I can't help it. December's a time where people are happy because they know that uh, they've got a bit of a break coming on. And it's also a fantastic time, John, also to, to reflect backwards on what's happened in the year. It's a, it's a defining period, isn't it? Because there's a, it's sort of there's a close and there's a start that's coming yeah. up. Oh, look, I think it's definitely, you know, one of my favourite sayings is don't start next year until you finish this year. So what does that mean in a practical sense? It means review this year. I mean, we're, we're now pretty well finished with this calendar year anyway. Have a look at your results. So start with your sales and listings. Were you delighted? Are you ecstatic? Or are you disappointed? Well, what, what number do you want to have up there next year? Then have a look at some of your other KPIs. What was your average commission? What was your average days on market? What was your average clearance rate at auction if you're an auction agent? Um, and then start looking at where should they be and what are you going to have to shift for next year? Because if we just start next year like we finished this year, we're going to get the same results. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed, John, is that a lot of people in real estate sort of come back at various points throughout you know, January. A lot of agents actually come towards the end of January. They seem to start after Australia Day. And I've learnt that there's this February syndrome where people say, I've got no stock, there's nothing there. And a lot of it's got to do with they've got no stock, but this issue is not a February issue. This issue is a December issue the year before, isn't it? Well, so, you know, 2014's already started. Um, if you haven't got a great pipeline and a number of listings signed up for next year, you've got a few days left this year, a week or two, let's say, um, to really uh, fill that cupboard full of great listings. So you've got to be onto it now. You don't want to come back in January or February um, to an empty stock of listings and then start thinking, where am I going to get my first one? Because by then, your sharp competitors have already listed six or eight for 2014. They're already opening properties. They're meeting potential vendors. They're stocking their shelves full of new buyers that have hit the market since Christmas. So you've really got to... So, but don't panic. If you haven't done it, you've got a week or two. Get on the phone. Say to people, look, what I want to do is get my year in line for next year now. I want to get your property photographed. I want to get it ready. I want to hit the market. Here's the thing, Tom, I'm finding in most parts of, of certainly Australia, but definitely areas like Sydney and Melbourne, the market's very strong. The buyers will have a much shorter break over Christmas than ever before. They will be back early. So what used to be, oh, let's have our first big weekend of opens after Australia Day, I think that's going to be straight after New Year. So I'm saying to a lot of our agents now, you've got to make hay while the sun shines, go away and have a couple of great weeks. You know, let's say from the 20th of December, thereabouts, until maybe the 7th or 8th of January. There's plenty of time to be with your family, relax and recharge. But I would be opening properties much sooner next year than any other year in the last few to get a really good march because there are going to be buyers ready to buy property. In fact, if you, if for them, some people that will continue working over Christmas, um, there's going to be buyers making buying decisions for the next few weeks. So I think this is a unique period and, and most people should be taking advantage of that. Okay, that is a damn exciting, a nice insight from John McGrath saying that buyers are coming back earlier this year. Are you coming back? Yeah. And I really like the way that you've articulated the fact is you might pick up an extra two weeks of activity and that can have a profound impact on your revenue. I mean, I know what two weeks means at News Limited. Mm. You know, I know what one week means at 
Limited News Limited. And what you're saying is adding another two weeks of activity while your competitors are thinking nothing's going on is going to give you that advantage. I think Michael Tringali summed it up best once, John, when he said, the call you don't make is giving another moment to a competitor to make that call. Yes, so good point. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, I, I, what you're saying, John, is if you haven't sort of done it already, you've still got 10 or so days to actually get on the phone, start getting energised, getting people involved in decisions, and you can come back in the new year with appointments made, with listings sewn up, with auction dates put in, versus coming to an empty plate. Oh, that's right, Tom. I mean, let's say, let's assume worst case scenario is you have no listing for next year, and you're sitting there listening to this podcast, kicking yourself, saying, damn, I'm hearing what they're saying, but I can't do anything about it now. First mistake is you can do something about it now. Once you listen to this podcast, get on the phone and ring 10, 20, 30 people. They could be past clients, expired listings, they could be pipelines, whoever they are, centres of influence, and shake the trees and you can find, you can go from zero to four to six listings for next year just with, you know, a dozen great meetings. So get out there and make it happen because if you start next year strong, on fire, with four or five or six open for inspections halfway through January, you are going to have a great year, almost guaranteed. Whereas, unfortunately, the opposite of that is if you don't get your wheels rolling until February and you have a really dud January and you've got no sales and very few listings coming through, it's going to be tough. You will still be paying that price next December. Yeah. So, you know, really get serious. And, and Tom, I think the thing is we're all here, I know you're the same, we're about balance. So this is not about don't have Christmas, just work through and earn more money. Everyone deserves a good Christmas and everyone's family deserves them to be with them, supporting them and having a relaxing, beautiful time over Christmas. But until you go on your Christmas break, stay focused. I find a lot of people, they say they go on Christmas on the 20th, but they actually clock off on the 3rd or 4th of December. So they just hang out for the last two or three weeks until they feel not guilty leaving. The other thing is a lot of people come back and they say, I'm back on the 10th, but again, they goof off until the 24th. So all I'm saying is, Stay focused until the minute you pick up your keys to leave to go on your vacation, well-earned vacation. The minute you're back at 8 a.m. on Monday, the whatever it is of of January, get focused and get serious and get on the phone and organise and and get your appointments and your buyers flowing because that's how you'll maximise your results and maximise your holiday at the same time. Okay, John, January is also a time where people have a lot of new beginnings. Like, I remember when I was living in Newtown, I had a a person that used to uh, be a a senior exec for Fitness First, and he said to me, Tom, he said, January is our month. January is the month where we sign the big memberships. He goes, we've got to be at our our A grade, because between January 1 and January 7, people come in and sign up. People give up cigarettes. People join RSVP. People have new beginnings on January. It seems to be a, a, a closure in a calendar that says, you know, I'm not going to let um, my last year define my next year. Can we talk a little bit about the, the goals and the areas of your life that you should be meditating on and thinking about setting goals on. You know what, what? And you talked about not just business. You talked about you know having balance. Let's run through some of the things that people should set a 12-month plan for 2014. Look, I think the first thing is always health, because without that, you can't do anything for anyone. Your family, yourself, your business. So, you know, certainly look at ways over the break that you can upgrade your health. And actually, don't just look at them. Start doing them. So if you haven't exercised as regularly as you should, 
every single day you wake up when you haven't got appointments just go for a 45 or a 60 minute walk do a bit of stretching and all of a sudden you're in a new routine by the time new year comes around health also includes diet so make sure and, and it is easy a lot of people's you know they go a bit hard and they do a bit too much partying and too many sort of christmas functions and so forth just look after your health over the christmas break and use it as a platform to spring into 2014 with, with some better health habits. And of course, you know, we're in a business environment, this is a business podcast, have a look at your business. This is a simple industry, it's around prospecting or finding or attracting new business, listing it, which means convincing them that you're the best method of extracting the best price in the marketplace. And then of course, the process of negotiating marketing and selling their home. It's very, very simple. So look at those three areas and give yourself two or three areas of improvement for next year. How can you be a better prospector, lister, and seller? And if you do those three things, I mean, we're in good shape for 2014. I think the whole of Australia will be well and truly in recovery mode by 2014. And I think that let's, you know, let's as an industry, let's get together, let's get focused, let's be excited about 2014, let's clean up everything to do with 2013. And hopefully, Tom, you know, will be a part of their lives with this podcast throughout the next 12 months and beyond. Um, so that'd be my tips for this year. Okay. Uh, as we're going to leave you in the next few moments, I'll just share with you some of the things that I've seen interviewing some of these seven-figure agents that uh, are crucial KPIs where they track over a year their list-to-sell ratio, which basically means the amount of stock that they get. How good were they converting the vendors to accept reality of the marketplace? John, how good were they at negotiating and marketing to find buyers for it? That's a major KPI. Another KPI is their ability to get vendor-paid marketing, because if we talk about um, online and offline being so important in the new connection economy, you're not going to get good profile and branding without vendor paid advertising. Treat that as a KPI. Um, I find it surprising, John, that you can actually ask a real estate agent um, and say, oh, how'd you go? What'd you write this year? And they can spend one or two minutes trying, fumbling around, thinking about it, because with a lot of people, they actually have not understood the actual numbers that they've written. They, the, it's something that they really only find out at tax time with a group certificate. Every great agent knows their numbers. And you're right, most agents don't know their numbers and therefore they don't hit the big numbers. So I think that's really critical. I'd love to add to that a couple of things, my view in terms of some of the trends and important factors. Well, I mean, clearly the internet has been a dominating part of the marketing for vendors of late over the last few years, that will continue. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing online video of properties and even agents, agents that I think are sharpest at the moment are getting their profile out there online. So I think you've really got to start at least dipping your toe in the water, if not embracing getting your properties listed on the major portals and on your own website with a video component. So that'd be critical for me. Number two is I think as the buying market hit, heats up, that's exciting for us, but it also brings its own set of challenges. Multiple offers and buyers for the first time in many years fighting over properties, that needs to be handled well. Because as an agent, you'll still probably earn a commission even in a multiple offer scenario, but you could really uh, upset a lot of buyers if you don't handle it well. So you know, make sure you have a process in place and you make sure you share it within the office. What is the protocol for handling multiple offers on a property? Because even if you get the commission, you want anyone that's missed out on that home to be a raving fan and say, you know, Tom looked after me, he dealt with me with integrity, he explained the process, and I missed out fair and square. So that'd just be a couple of things that I think you should be thinking about over the break for 2014. Okay, John, finally, uh, what's a great break look like? I mean, 
what, what do you like? Typically, you know, you get two weeks off roughly with the public holidays and what have you. What's a good break look like? I mean, the, if you're if you're in in Australia, you've got good weather, which is uh, nice, which is, doesn't happen in every country. Yeah. Um, what's a good break look like? Oh, look, for me, it's it's getting the time to do the things that I'm passionate about doing, um, catching up with some friends that you know maybe during the year I didn't get the chance to catch up with. You know, having a few swims early in the morning, um, just ha- having the time available that most of us don't get as much of that as we'd like during the year, um, to really just do a few things. So I- I'm the kind of person that doesn't pack my break full of lots and lots of activities. I'm probably more looking forward to doing not a lot of anything and just giving myself that time to catch up with friends and, and you know, a bit more exercise throughout the year, reading a few things. I mean, I'm going to listen to lots of podcasts. I'm going to read lots of blogs. I don't find that work. I actually find that that sort of excites me for next year, and, and I find that a pleasure. So there's some of the things. What about yourself? What are you up to? Uh, John, I just found that uh, when I made the shift from actually uh, um, sp- spending a lot of time drinking over the holidays, because drinking is something, you go to a lot of situations where there's alcohol there, social situations, and you can actually get into the habit where you're drinking most days. And then there's this strange thing is you actually come back to work and you realise that your trousers are a little bit you know, right. tight around you. Um, you put on one or two kilos. You, you, you feel your energy levels go uh, down. One or two? kilos no, right. 10, well, 10 or 12 by the way i've got to tell you i've read i've read the article it's two and a half kilos is the amount of weight that someone puts on over the christmas break right two and a half kilos so beware 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 and what actually happens is a lot of people come back after a break instead of recharged more tired right <laughs> so to me along the same lines as you which is it's the same John, my life's the same. Where post-election, before election, after Christmas, before Christmas, nothing changes. It's 5 a.m. club. It's eat six meals a day. It's have an attitude of gratitude. It's enjoy the weather when it's nice outside. And it's actually, you know, trying to catch my daughters doing things right and having a bit of uh, fun with them. So, uh, guys and girls, till next time. Uh, this has been John McGrath and Tom Panos. We'd love to hear your questions, so send them in to tom at tompanos.com.au. We'd love to get your uh, views on what you think of the podcast. If you like it, it's going to encourage us to keep going stronger and faster. Put some ratings on there on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Tom.